tell them here and let them be. Well, I got something deep inside of me. I can't hide it anymore. It needs to be so free. There's no time to let this tale get old. No, no, no. It's the best. Hello and uh, welcome to a special episode of The Best Story I've Never Told. This is the Where Are They Now episode with returning guest Bernie Duran Jr. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, sir. So uh, I thought I would do a Where Are They Now because in your episode, episode three, Mm -hmm. uh, which is called A Blunt 20-Year Secret, (laughs) you, you reveal you pretended that you were a marijuana smoker. (laughs) (laughs) so i thought like uh it's been you know it's been about a year since uh that episode came out so i thought i'd check in with you and see uh how your life has changed (laughs) since the debut of that podcast to the world which uh i will inform you that i have confirmed that there is some listenership in switzerland ah and Spain uh, and uh, the UK. Mm, great. So, so someone in those countries may have heard the story about uh, a person from East LA <laughs> faking to be <laughs> who has faked smoking weed for <laughs> twenty years of his life. Well, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank my international fans, my Switzerland people, my Spanish folks, and uh, all over the world, and. Uh, Thank you for sticking with me these 20 years. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I mean, yeah, th- I thought the episode was, like, really funny because I, I totally wasn't expecting you to kind of unearth this, <laughs> like, pu- like secret like that, right? And so, uh, but I kind of wanted to just check in with you and, you know, just kind of see, like, uh, because specifically in that episode, you you were intent on not telling any of your friends about this and you wanted them to find out by listening to the podcast. I did. Yeah, so I yep. wanted to see if that happened. Yeah, so <clears throat> full disclosure, I it actually took me a while to send it to them because I was like, I, I had that realization, right, which was like, okay, this is out in the ether. Yeah. And now I can't go back from it, but like the best way to even mitigate that was to to not show it to them. <laughs> right? Because we're from different circles, right? Like you sure. know, you and I work in entertainment and... Yeah, and they're absolutely not there, even though they're some of my closest friends, and we had hung out several times, and so uh, I was very intentional the first handful of times when I hung out with them yeah. to bring it up and to show it to them. Rather, I, I I was going into it intentionally, but I wasn't able to come around. I kid you not, like I would leave and be like, "Shit, I haven't <laughs> told them anything," because like I realized that I was still kind of carrying that with me. So one day I was like, "You know what? Forget it." So I just kind of texted them and said, I need you guys to <clears throat> to listen to this on your downtime. And I followed up because, you know, it takes a little while for people to yeah yeah to do that. Because my original intention, as you and I had talked about, was because um, it was something, you know, so, I guess, intimate, quote unquote, here, which is, yeah you know, this truth that I really wanted to listen to it with them in person and, like, record the reaction. But I never 
got around to it. So, uh, yeah, when I just finally shot it to them and they listened to it at different times and, like, one was telling another, you know, it was like, oh, dude, you got to go listen to it. Yeah. Finally hung out again. They were like, you know, we hung out. And I'm like, I'm not going to bring it up because sometime had passed a month or two or whatever. Yeah. And then finally we were having, like, a couple beers and it was like, so let's talk about this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck, man? And it was a really cool kind of thing because we, I mean, that conversation actually opened up to a lot of things. It like, oh, really? really? Went, yeah, it really went layers deep. That's why I was like, um, that intention, like the retroactive, you know, kind of experience of what that was as we were both kids, you know, as a, all as the three of us were kids. Right, right. Which was to um, to just kind of enjoy and indulge something and like something that was seen so taboo back then is not doesn't is not that anymore. Oh yeah, no, right? yeah, culturally, yeah, culturally, and even even the older heads, like I find my, you know, not just my parents, but like other people of that generation that are just like a little bit more accepting of it. You know what I'm saying? They can have the reservations, but they're a little bit more accepting of it. So I, what I'm getting at is that, uh, especially uh, Jerry, the dude that I'm closest to, he was like, you know, that was like you and I sharing a drink, which is what we were doing at that time. You know, like present day, but you know, then last year, um, it was like having a drink breaking bread you know what i'm saying so yeah. it was really cool and we just kind of kept on uh on that on that subject a little bit and it was more about like you know we talked about like our philosophies of what it was and what it is now how that's evolved yeah and then you know my my, my other homie hector he was you know he's, he's he's a bit of a clown they're both clowns but he's definitely a bit of a clown so he's like he was making this big oh bernie i can't believe that you fucking didn't do this bro you know we wouldn't pressure you to do anything it wasn't that it was, and it was just a really cool kind of experience yeah. to like, to, to get to see that. Cause once we got over that, like you really saw that there was a core of this relationship and you and I kind of started talking about the episode last time, which is like, why would you lie about that? You know, that's right. Yeah. And, 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 um, <clears throat> and so they knew my relationship with my parents, you know, it wasn't like they had to ask, um, they, they just kind of knew my immediate situation. So like they were certainly understanding and compassionate. It's just that, um, I think they just wanted to spend some homie time. You know what I'm saying? And like, it's cool. Cause that also gave me a different perspective now, Yeah, which is like, I wish I would have just gone back and like also learned to live a little in that sense. Does that, does that make sense to you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's not like you have to, you know, and I never thought this, um, but like, it's not like you like to go down a certain way and then you're like, you know, you're, you're damaged goods or anything like that. Yeah. I mean like, yeah, just a quick recap in case uh, anyone, doesn't quite remember or, right. or, or we'll be listening to it or this is a huge spoiler, but either way, uh, you know, part of, uh, Bernie, you know, basically pretending to smoke, smoke out with his friends when they were smoking out was there was all this family pressure to, to not do those things. Right. And, and also, and so you felt that pressure yeah. and you, and you knew you couldn't get away with it right. at home either because they were going to catch you yeah. Yeah, yeah, immediately. So, you just didn't do it, and then eventually you just chose out of choice. Was like I just don't want to do it, anyways. Yeah, uh, and so that just became this elaborate, just a big <laughs> series big of uh, yeah, yeah. And then you know a lot of other friends and family actually has heard it. My nephews heard it actually. Um, <clears throat> he's the only kid, so he's like he's not like a son, but he's like a younger brother. You know, my sister's a single mom. Got some really cool dialogue with him. You know what I mean? Which was especially you know he's fourteen now. Yeah, I think he might have been thirteen then. But um, they're, you know, they have all these other pressures. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was also kind of, it started this conversation, which was really dope because it helped us differentiate what, like, 
that was with, you know, the different pressures that he has today. You know what I'm saying? Like kids are now fucking with a lot of different things. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that 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 got us on a really cool dialogue. And then just other like, especially like I said, f- friends and family, you know, uh, extended cousins, like extended family, like cousins and such. They're, you know, they heard it, they, they listened in on the podcast. And then we had our own dialogue about what their experience was because in some cases, some of them had much more strict, you know, like parents th- than I did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and as a result, there was a big, you know, probably like a perception of who I was and all that stuff. And even then, it's like, you know, uh, to clarify, like, people have been like, well, have you ever? I'm like, well, you know, it's like, it, you can't stay away from certain things forever. You know what I'm saying? And there was never any judgment of that. It's just that for, with these specific guys with uh, with the podcast, with, I'm sorry, with the, with the podcast, the guys that we talked about in the first episode, which was Jerry and Hector. Yeah. It was this big plan that I just I just couldn't I just couldn't like tell him the truth you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah I, I was curious uh, and so now that you know it's not, obviously they found out yeah, yeah, right? yeah do you yeah is it how how is your friendship I guess is there details on how it's evolved like are people are were they like oh here's here's something you don't know about me you oh <laughs> wow no um no, you know what? It's it's basically the same. These guys are like brothers to me, you know what I'm saying? Especially Jerry. Um, him and his older brother, uh, Ignacio, they're, we're, we've been very close. They're literally my, um, my I guess, the, the friends that I've had for the longest. So we were diaper buddies. Right, right, right. You know, we were diaper buddies. And so um, nothing really changed. It's more so we just had like a really cool laugh and had some dialogue. And and uh, and it's cool because, you know, we all see it from a different perspective. You know, we're, we're in our 30s and, you know... Uh, uh, Mahomie has his his own family. He's he has uh, three beautiful girls now, and you know we all kind of talk about again, just like the pressures and whatnot. So like it wasn't something that like evolved in our relationship as much. It was just kind of a cool new layer to kind of peel back. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just I don't know. I don't know if I if I know him on a different level or if I know these guys on a different level. More so, it's just like I don't know. You know. Um, it's. I imagine it's like two siblings, you know, saying like, you know, twenty years down the road, being like, you know, how my parents whooped your ass or something. Yeah, because they thought it was you. Well, it was actually me, type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, yeah. it doesn't really have any current bearing on your on your relationship. Right. But it's like good to know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What it did, you know, what we did talk about was like, but I thought we smoked more weed like later. I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> you definitely did. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then like, I guess like how. Basically, you know, roughly like a year removed. Yeah. If, you know, you got this big thing off your shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, how have you, have you noticed that kind of trickle into your every day in any sort of way as far as like... It has. It has. That's a great question because, um, you know, especially as we try to grow in our in our careers and try to get, you know, climb and it's such a challenging uh, industry to try to break into and specifically in my role uh, as a producer, it's, you know... There's a level of, there's this like curious balance of, uh, you know, you have to be sensitive with certain things, but then you also have to have this like assertiveness, you know, this um, like, um, you have to be sure in, you know, in, in your decisions and what you're saying, you have to have this conviction, right? Yeah. And so I think, I think it, it, it definitely did help because, you know, oftentimes with challenges, it's, it's so much more difficult to just 
to you know if you see a challenge you identify it and then you just hold it with yourself you know you hold it within for x amount of time right and for me that was that secret that i had with my guys but um it's definitely helped me be like okay i've definitely recalled like all right this is like this is like with uh, jerry and hector i <laughs> i could either keep this and it could weigh down on me for 20 years or i can right. just talk about it now as difficult as it might be or as maybe even embarrassing right everything from i messed up to i have a piece of information that you don't have right now to this is going to change the direction of whatever we're doing um so it's definitely weighed in and it's definitely helped me evolve in that sense look at look at us change your life we're growing man through 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 a free podcast <laughs> we're growing i don't know if i told you this last time but uh <clears throat> part of how i also got through this with other people who were i was not anywhere close to but excuse me that i was certainly friends with uh i i became educated to a degree in in the sport of of smoking right which was um i remember i was in high school and there was this uh you know kids are smoking weed whatever and uh this girl was talking to me about like how to smoke with an apple so i just remembered and i was like very i was I paid attention to how she was uh, describing the whole thing. Right? Oh yeah, okay. So I was talking to my uh, to one of my other close friends, and <clears throat> he and I. I was best man at his wedding, and he, I've known him for about twenty years. Uh, and we were talking in high school, and I must have been like in senior year. Yeah. And I just I just made a stupid joke, like something like with the apple, right? But here here is how like naive I was. I thought this was a big secret that like it was high school kids. People of our generation, this girl had cracked the code. We were, what, 16, 17? Yeah. And uh, my teacher, he's like, are you guys uh, talking about smoking weed with an apple? And I'm like, what the fuck? He knows, he knows how to do this. So, like, off the top, he already had probably this whole idea of, you know, again, my experience and whatever, um, just because I had, like, been picking up details enough with my homies and, like, with people around me and all yeah. that stuff. So that's all kind of... Still kept going. <laughs> like you, you further educate. Well, yeah. Once you go in deep, you gotta go like full undercover, right? You gotta and, go full undercover, man. You, yeah, gotta, yeah, you gotta. The only like the only way that people can 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 have uh, certainly back then called bullshit on me is that like uh, I can't I can't uh, convert from like ounces to pounds to grams to any of that, which people who who you know who, who smoked certainly more can can definitely do that without a problem. Like, oh, it's a gram. Like, I don't even know yes. how much that is. So that was, that was like, that was your, like, Achilles heel that no one exploited. No one exploited that. If uh, somebody would have said, give me a gram, I would have been like, shit. <laughs> you know dude, what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, ah, uh, you got me. Because yeah. those can go from, like, metric to, what's the imperial system? Whatever it is, like, back and forth, man, like a month. Imper- uh, imperial system? Imperial system? That doesn't sound right. It's not... Somebody, one of my fans in Switzerland can uh, correct us. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah, you're, fa- uh, yeah, you're famous now. Uh, your particular episode is uh, well received. Oh, well, thank you. You know, it's, it's, thank uh, you. it's uh, so I did get a couple here and there of like, oh yeah. So did he? Did his friends find out? You know, like <laughs> yeah. how they react, like how to do it, yeah. how they do it. You know, it's kind of, but it kind of, uh, you kind of sort of. It sort of happened the way you were hoping to. Like, I mean, yeah. you, you you had to tell them, please listen to this. But I had to, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they did, and then but then they you finally all got together. Yeah. After some like text banter, and then yeah, like, yeah. had it out. Had had like a okay, so so here it is. So yeah. this is it. Yeah, and then you know, of course, there are big there are friends, part of the circle, but a little further out, 
who also there was a, you know one of my friends the first time he saw me he was like what's up Bernardo liar <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, and that was uh, something I didn't expect, you know what I mean? So, like, it's kind of gone out and stuff like that. Yeah. But, no, it's all love with these guys, man. I mean, that's super cool. I mean, it was nice. I always knew I wanted to tell them. I just didn't know yeah. how I would. So this kind of gave me the platform to do that in a really fun yeah, way. Man. Yeah. And I guess, like, it's funny because I think I even mentioned this then or, like, after we stopped recording. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's kind of like yeah you're you're a liar yeah but like you're not i'm not right i know, yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. like you're not that kind of person at all yeah, it's just like you're just this one thing that you fooled everyone for 20 years is is kind of uh it was kind of amazing fun. it was kind of fun you know what i'm saying like it really was kind of fun uh you know and culture has shifted a lot since then you know what i'm saying so there's a lot again yeah. there's a lot of pressure that has come off of kids now and and just the perception, you know what I'm saying? It was such a, it was such an instrument, and we were products of it, right? Um, I, I can't speak for you, but certainly for myself, like we were such products of this like bigger, kind of systemic thing that, you know, if you were a part of a different culture, <clears throat> you know, one of the bigger cultures, you know, uh, specifically like you know if you were you were white, yeah, and you kind of went down these lanes, it wasn't necessarily bad. Well, it was always, I mean, we. Yeah, we grew up with marijuana always being described as like the gateway, the gateway drug. drug. Like it's going to lead to something else. Yeah, yeah. Though marijuana itself isn't necessarily going to kill you right away. Right. Um, but like now, like for kids now, there's like the you know fentanyl, opioid. Yeah, those are some real shit. Not yeah. not to get like dark, but like those things are so unregulated and whatnot. That people do die, of course, unexpectedly, of course, yeah, all, all the time. And meanwhile, you know, marijuana now is very, it's much more regulated. It is, you yeah. can just go to a store and get it, yeah. And so, you know, to some degree, there's some type of filtering or vetting. You're like, of course, I'm yeah. not going to die from this batch of weed. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know what I mean. And there's all now, now, now there's like an ancillary market of CBD products and which is great to sleep by the way. Yeah, Just, it's like a know, whole thing. It's, it's a whole thing. Like all of it yeah. is all of it is fantastic, you know what I'm saying? Like it's evolved in and of itself and it's great. And I think that's also, you know, given us a lot of power especially in you know communities of color to not have to, you know, kind of have this thing weighing over you. It's, it was the most accessible um yeah, thing out there, you know, certainly for people of color and so uh, it's it's allowed for some shift of perspective, but um, you know, I mean, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, yeah, no, it was a good, it was a good try at getting serious. Yeah, which, I tried, which we didn't like nail, but you know, no. it's fine. Uh, on that note, uh, you know, you you touched on this a little bit. Maybe we can just catch up on your uh, career a little bit for yeah. people. But you know, interestingly, like you have to stay very cryptic with your work as a producer yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, because there's a lot of unsigned contracts and things like that. And things could change very quickly and you can't say until it like hits the press, that kind of thing, which yeah. currently you're in that situation right now, right? You're, yes. you're waiting for something to happen, but you can't say cause things could go. Could things could go one way or another. And yeah. that's just kind of a, yeah, that's just kind of a consequence of, you know, not being, as we kind of talked about, you know, the big, big producer, you know, name, Bruckheimer, whatever, you know, it's like those guys have put in the work and the time and they have the clout to, to, you know, with all conviction say this is happening, this is happening, that's happening. And even if one of those things doesn't pop off, it's not like 
they stop being themselves. They have such a track record. Right. On at this level, it's like there's a lot of work. It's a lot of trying. I know you've done it yourself a lot, which is, you know, you work around the clock type of thing for for years and years and years, and then. You know, you're asked the question, what are you working on? And it's somehow internally it feels like you're not working on anything. <laughs> yeah, and then, that's true. Yeah. But then like, but then you have no time and then, uh, or you are waiting for one of those things to, to happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, right now we're, we're right now I'm working on a, uh, on a feature. Um, uh, and though I can't say too much about it, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a sci-fi film. Um, which is really dope. I'm really excited about it because it has contemporary issues. Uh, it deals with contemporary issues, not just with like contemporary is such a like funny word because especially with people of color, um, it, because a lot of these issues have just evolved in the way that they mm-hmm. exist now, right? So like yeah. we've been seeing them for since the beginning of time, right? Since since the one person decided to be like, I'm gonna invent racism, whoever that was. Uh, so it's dealing with a lot of those kind of issues, but it's also doing it, telling it with uh, people of color. So sci-fi, contemporary issues, cool. um, and people of color, which is like, which is what I'm really, really excited about. Yeah, because you know we don't go, we don't go to the movies, uh, especially as an Asian American. Like you know, you don't really go to the movies and, and expect to see an Asian American as in, in, in the leading sci-fi role. Uh, still don't, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I don't. I, as a Mexican, Mexican American myself, I don't see that. You know, African American, not yet, not yeah. yet. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, has it happened? Roles here, small roles, this and that. Like, yes, but you know, we're we're definitely working to try to to certainly make that more. You know, normalize it a lot more. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, while I do a bunch of other stuff, I'm animating a short that I wrote, which is uh, which I'm really happy about, and that was going to take you know a long time just because. Uh, you know, it costs some money, but then people who share the vision are very generous with their time. And so, you know, whenever they're able to donate some time, right. they, they come around and, right, right. you know, I have an artist who I'm working with, uh, Ambrosio Garcia, shout out to Ambrosio. He's, um, you know, he's kind of killing it for me, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, really happy about that. When that's going to finish, I'm not sure yet, ideally 2020. Um, but I'm really excited about that. And then just been doing a lot of writing on my own. So, you know, just trying to grow as a, as a creator. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying when you're when you're like the, that dreaded question what you're working on, and then you kind of feel like nothing, I guess, because like right. it it feels like nothing counts unless right. like someone physically signed a check exactly. and gave it to you, and like there's some type of public announcement exactly. that is actually going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, certainly as you and I now even know now now we have peers that do get paid to do a movie or something and then the movie ends up not happening. Right, 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 right. Like they just got paid to write a draft or they got paid to do a little bit of work to develop something. Exactly. And then ultimately like a, a larger corporation studio whatever is like, yeah, we're just not going to do this. Right, exactly. But hey, you got some money and you, but thanks. Yeah. Thanks for, you know, three months of work. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, so there are, you know, so we also know people that like are actually getting, you know, some paychecks for yeah. creative work yeah, no one's ever gonna see. I know it's it's yeah, it's like a weird, and that's got to be its own like kicking the balls. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Which yeah, because so much work goes into it, and, and you know what it is to be a writer. Which you know, there's man, it it, it takes a toll on you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, different, obviously, from a performer, and and I've never performed that way, so I don't know what an actor goes through. But certainly emotionally, once you start getting into a headspace, you know, it's like yeah, it's hard to break out of it. I feel, I mean, yeah, this is just yeah, mostly my opinion, but. 
you know, I feel like as an actor, your rejections are a lot faster right, and right, immediate. Right, right. And like you go in, you don't get it, you're done. You know, you, as a writer, you're spending a long time writing something and then you maybe will get rejected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like you put in all these hours beforehand, yeah. whereas maybe an actor has a, it's on to the next audition. It's on to the next. Exactly. Uh, on the, you know, on the counter argument, you're getting rejected for your like how you look, how you talk, how you, you know, like more. Yep. It's like more in your face to rejection. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, you know what I mean? Which can kind of hurt. It does hurt. I, um, and, and here's me name dropping. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Let's, let's end it. Let's end with the name drop. Let's end with the name drop. Um, just kind of on that note, cause it's a cool button, which is like years ago. Um, and we were producing a TV show, which took us to Mexico to meet Chocan. We we're there for the, uh, for a film festival, which is, I believe that was the year that Alfonso Cuaron uh, dropped uh, Gravity. Oscar-winning. Oscar-winning Alfonso Cuaron, yes. yes. So I'm name-dropping, but whoever's listening, don't think that we're friends. Um, this is just my attempt to be cool for a second. So uh, so anyway, he was um, when I was working for this company, we hosted a party down in you know for the festival. And so it was nice to kind of take this break and, and indulge in the, in the festivities. And so uh, you know, Alfonso uh, pops in. And so, you know, I try not to fanboy, but I certainly had to because this is like sure. a god. It's a fucking Alfonso Cuaron, right? So I'm like, you know, I'm trying to like look at him but not look creepy, but I'm sure I, I wasn't doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it must suck to like have that, that many eyes on you, right? Like at one time. But, you know, he was very nice and he like kind of looked over at me. We kind of locked eyes and I was like, here's my move, right? Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I just kind of... Went up to him and I talked to him just very briefly. Introduced myself. I told him that I worked for the for the production company, and I had done like I think a little bit of work at that point, or I had just met uh, met uh, Jonas, his son, who yeah. he did Gravity with. Yeah. So you know, I think I was just trying to get you know validated at that point, right? So so he could think I was cool, and so you know, I basically told him like, "Hey, listen, I used to be a banker back in the day. I did that for a long time. That was kind of my first career, and you know." I watched your movies years ago. They resonated, and then at one point, it just kind of clicked. And it's because of you that I that I made a transition out of banking into film, and I'm a film producer, you know, and certainly striving to be a you know more recognizable one. And with like the very big genuine smile, he looked at me and he was like, "Why would you ever want to do that?" <laughs> you know, and he was like, "It's a fucking life of rejection, man. What's your problem?" And so we had a good laugh about it. And he just kind of you know we, we talked a little bit back and forth. He asked me a couple questions. He you know he cared enough to kind of. Uh, indulge in that conversation for a, for a few minutes, but it was really cool, man. And we were just kind of to touch on the point that you made, which was uh, about uh, you know actors and rejection, right? It's like they they experience that and they experience that almost immediately. And as producers, writers, directors, we we can go such a long time. Yeah, we can go such a long time with like putting all our all our eggs on this one specific basket and then suddenly it's like it sucks you know yeah but again like you know it must it must be terrible to be you know to be an actor and you just you know you thought you had a great audition and you walk out of there and the agent calls you and they're like they hate you you know yeah. and, and so and that must fucking suck because like the psychology behind wait I thought I just did good, so like that's got to take its own toll. It, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like a first date rejection versus like you were seeing someone for eight months and then they're like, right. "Yeah, no, it's not yeah, gonna work." No. I know. Yeah, you know that thing you did a long time ago that really sucked. <laughs> yeah. And so I think there are levels to that, right? It's like yeah, exactly. It's like you're, you're as a creator, right? And we can just group those three roles: at writer, producer, director, into like creator. Uh, and obviously, you know, 
talent is are also creators, but just for the case of the, for the, the purpose of this. So as creators, you know, it's like there are levels to that. It's you know, um, this is a flaming piece of shit, and and uh, no one wants it. Or you know what, you may have great taste as a creator, but honestly, you're not like high caliber enough to take it on. So like Hollywood takes it its own path and yeah. all that stuff. So, so all of it is kind of hurtful. So kids, my fans out in España, uh, it's a very it's a very tough career. But hey, we love it. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, on that note, uh, I'd like to thank Bernie. Thanks for coming back. Thank you, sir. For sharing the result of your revealing your secret to your friends and and also all of our all of our f- pals in S- uh, Switzerland. Yes, all our pals in Switzerland and uh all over the world and you know, hoping to get to the North Pole next. Yeah, and uh still not a marijuana smoker, right? No, I mean, well, you know, sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, things change. Things change. Yeah, well, you know, we evolve. Sure, once the secret's out, then... Hey, once the secret's what, out, it's what, out. You know, yeah, think, yeah, okay. Right. That, was all, that was always one of the questions. Which like, so how about now? I'm like, I'm pretty sure. I'm like, well, you know, you know. I'm, now I'm like, well, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You know? Right. But, and actually drink a lot less from last time, too. I'm like, oh, good. Yeah, yeah, I drink a lot less, too. Oh, positive. Yeah, Look at yeah, that. yeah. All right. Because, you know, whatever. I'm growing, trying new things. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, on that note, uh, as he sips his, uh, was that green tea? This is uh, pour over coffee, actually. Colombian pour over coffee. Oh, okay. Fancy. Yeah. On that note, let's thank (laughs) fancy uh, film producer Bernie Duran Jr. for being on the first Where Are They Now episode of the series. Yeah, thanks for having me. I had a great time. All right, thanks. Thank you, sir. Hey, if you'd like to know when our next new episode comes in, it's easy. You can... Subscribe for Best Story I Never Told. That's right, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher.